four, three, two, and one. Hi everyone, welcome back to Death Abs and Smoothies podcast. Today we have two wonderful ladies with me. Uh, please introduce yourselves. I'm Chrissy. Hi, and I'm Natalie. Yeah. So you both write for Wellville. Yes, we do. Yeah. And Chrissy was actually the first writer that I've ever hired. And I had a very emotional moment when I hired her because I was like, oh my God, I'm a writer. And she's also a friend of mine. Yeah. So I felt, you know, to be hired as a writer felt good, you know, because I wrote two books, but that's a different feel. That's awesome, though. Yeah. So, yeah, self-published. So, you know. Now it's like, and oh, a good. company wants me to write for them? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So it's, it's been good. It's good. Yeah. So an interesting story about that. Um, Chrissy pitched a story idea before she um, got hired that actually like made us hire her. And can you say the topic of that? <laughs> I think it, it was, was like the dick It was no. It was um. It was oral empowerment. Yeah, yes. it was over, yeah, oral empowerment. And then it was um, masturbation and meditation. Yeah, those two. Those yeah. were like the the. I broke the water. With yeah, that one. yeah, and we were like, that's death happens. I'm glad that you're here on the podcast. Thank Chrissy. you. Me too. I'm and so Natalie's been working with us for a while too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us a little bit about yourself as well. Yeah. So hi, I'm Natalie. Um, I've been writing for a while, but I think for a couple of months, and um, I really just have loved the opportunity to like take what's in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. and like these things that I think I'm thinking about anyway, and a lot of New Yorkers are thinking about anyway. Um, and just putting pad to paper yeah. and reading what like other people that are just in this grind are thinking and doing and go through. So, yeah, yeah, it's been very powerful. Um, so I want to talk about a number of different things um, because I went to the On the Run concert last week and Natalie was there yes. the same night. So we've been like Life all giving. Beyonce and Jay Z like all week. Um, and her Vogue article recently just came out and we want to talk about um, this particular article because it hits on a lot of social wellness topics that Wellville and Death As a Smoothies is all about Um, and I'm sitting with a very new mom and Natalie's daughter so cute Um, and so Beyonce talks about as well as Serena Williams talks about um, how hard their um, birth experience was and Serena Williams like almost died and there's a huge thing right now with like colored women and healthcare and childbirth. Um, what can you ladies say to that um, in respect to that? Because I'm not a mom. So. It's very scary. Um, I had a pretty good pregnancy for the most part. My biggest worry was labor and childbirth because when you do the research, you look at the good things and you look at the bad things and you think about like what what's the worst case scenario i die like that's always mm. whether you do natural birth or a c-section like that there's a possibility that you can die giving birth to your child so that's always a, a um um a concern and then the with how common it is for a lot of like women of color to have like bad experiences mm-hmm. that's kind of traumatizing as well like yeah. you know you kind of get you know you wouldn't think positively and feel positive but it's still in the back of your mind because there's women that die from you know preeclampsia and there's women that have like severe issues afterwards and like when i read about serena williams i was like shocked she has so much money so like not even you know to say you know but money rules everything around our society so it's if she hasn't had an issue she almost died the world's greatest athlete in the planet and it's like 
well, I need to be sure of who's my doctor. You, you know, mm-hmm. what can I do? How am I going to be protected? Because like even when when Beyonce's, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I, we didn't nobody knew mm-hmm. what happened with the twins not. or how she yeah. gave birth. They were in the NICU. Like yeah. I had a C, emergency C section, and luckily, like we were healthy enough that we were able to be released mm-hmm. after the three days that you're supposed yeah. to stay in the hospital. She was fine, you know. Like Beyonce, they were, her and the twins were in the NICU for like yeah. a month or so. Yeah. It's so that's kind of like. You don't know. That's a very touchy subject. Yeah. I was blessed to go to a hospital because I didn't really want to go to a hospital mm. for that reason. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't want to, but it was, you know, I live in the Bronx and there weren't that many, like, birthing center yeah. options, which they should invest yeah, more in Yeah, but that. that's but another topic. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I'm like, okay, let me grab my options. What can I do? Because I don't want to try to give birth somewhere else mm-hmm. and then not make it there and then have to last minute. So I gave birth at Mount Sinai. No, Mount Sinai, excuse me. That was my one of my options. Um, Albert Einstein mm. in the Bronx. Monte Fury, one of the... And yeah. they were amazing. Mm. Like, I've read things like positive and negative but my personal experience. It was mostly women. So that was very, very comforting. Mm. The surgeons were women. Like, the, the people did the anesthesia. Like, everybody yeah. was... So they... The nurses and everyone made me feel very comfortable, which helped me. I feel heal faster. So it it didn't make me. I wasn't scared. I got aftershock scared. You know, like the reality hits you. And then you read articles like with Beyonce writing about how they take out your organs and put them on the table. And yeah, and I think you know, I think a thing too that I'm hearing you say a lot in talking, and when I think of Beyonce, when I think of um, Serena and a bunch of people that are coming out to actually talk about this, it's actually having the conversation, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, I think if we, in my opinion, birth first, I said this already, all birth is natural, right? You are carrying a human being inside of you and that human being is coming out of you. It is natural. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about that and we think about the power that's associated to literally like I give you life yeah, I bring yeah. life into the world and so some way along the line which is another story right mm-hmm. connecting to the why there are no birthing centers or very few birthing centers mm-hmm. in New York City yeah. um, but somewhere along the line women were told that giving birth is like no power our power was taken away, yeah. right? And with our power being taken away, so was our knowledge. So if we look at how when midwives first came, right, we had people who were coming to America from all other countries immigrating here, and a lot of midwives came with them. Yeah. But those midwives were seen as dirty, as immigrants. Yeah. And so hospitals mm. and that birthing procedures were kind of like upped, right? Our power was taken away. Our empowerment was taken away. So I think the beautiful thing is now we're in an era where women and people are able to actually like regain the badassness of really being powerful and bringing yeah. something into the world because yeah. we're having these conversations because people are using their platforms to open up and speak and are more comfortable to speak about it and yeah. just to share experience. Right. So I have a question. Why do you think? Um, this problem exists among like black women and Latino women. Oh, I mean, there's an agenda for sure, mm-hmm. and I feel like, and also there was something that I read. I'm like, it's very, very true. In society, black women, Hispanic, like minorities, mm-hmm. are seen as um, a vessel for pain. So you have a high tolerance for pain. So it's not that like you're okay. Like, whereas like a a pregnant black woman would is seen to endure more pain. So it's, we don't have to, like, yeah. it's, so it's not taken as serious. Well, did you hear about the statue that was just moved? Mm-mm. There was a statue in Central Park 
that was moved, I believe, oh, in the spring of a man who was a surgeon. And he would do, well, he would learn, right? We were just talking about this yeah. earlier, like humans learning. and mm-hmm. But he would do cut open female slaves without anesthesia. And that's how he would kind of figure it out, right? And so, yeah, it's like this idea of, okay, you can say, well, women of color are, like, stronger, but then also, like, let's dig into so that why? narrative and, then and why that narrative that. is in there, Because if right? I'm telling you my pain is on a scale of 1 to 10 and 11, why would you not take me seriously? Yeah, because right. you would take a white woman more seriously. If, if she, Yeah, that. that's true. Yeah. And it, it's... But and then you see the, the the dynamics of that where in society women of color are seen as very aggressive and mm-hmm. then like white women tend to be seen more timid mm. and like weaker, which is not true. No. But that's the perception not to our producer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's the perception normally, like, you know, you know, the, the, the image of a white woman, she's scared. She's clutching her pearls. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the black woman's, like, outspoken. So you notice well, and, that our strength is used as a good thing. Like, in healthcare, our strength is considered, like, oh, she's good, she's good. But yet, let us present that same strength, like, in the um, office place. Yeah, She's then a bitch. She's too aggressive. Yeah. She's, so it's like, so we're either we're too angry strong, black woman. we're not strong. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like we can't win, almost. Like, well, yeah, and that and that I don't see it because it doesn't fit the narrative that they, whoever they are, want yeah. to spin. <laughs> Who is they? That's yeah. the question. Yeah, we we we're not meant to know. Okay, so <laughs> we're not either. If we do, we can't say that loud. But mm. you know, like in that sense, it's like the perception of it. So, and they're not taking we're not taking that seriously because it, even with the the trail of the um, the what three, three fifths of a person or mm-hmm. things like that, it's like. Who cares? Yeah. They don't... Re- they have more things of concern, like, as far as, like, their other patients mm-hmm. or who they can relate to if, if it's, a like, a pro- predominantly white establishment. Because yeah. so that's what... That's a thing that I feel like a lot of people feel neglected mm-hmm. when they go to hospitals and doctors are not taking them seriously. Mm-hmm. So, it's... I'm pretty vocal, so I make sure that if I... My doctor and, like, when I went to the hospital and even during my pregnancy, I had a nurse... I didn't have a, she was like, she's Jamaican. She's not a midwife. Well, she is a midwife, but she was my nurse that comes to my house. Mm-hmm. From There was like this program they offer for like new moms and like, while you're pregnant and they need to come mm-hmm. check on the baby and just check on you. And I was very grateful for that service. And I was like, oh, I'm jumping on yeah. it because I'm a new mom. I don't want to yeah. assume I know everything. But that was, having her was very helpful because she gave me the knowledge right. that normally they weren't going to answer in the hospital. Yeah, right. like, and I think that that's something that's really beautiful with, um, the society that we're in now, right? Because we do have, you know, the world is becoming so much more globalized with connections to other people through social media, through mm-hmm. this right yeah. now. Like, yeah. we're ta- we're literally having a conversation yeah. online mm-hmm. and, like, in person. Yeah. And so this idea, I think, of people really starting to have different platforms to share mm-hmm. knowledge and having different platforms to, to grow and expand and kind of, I guess... Um, negate some of these stories that we hear about polar opposites of women or like how we're supposed to be right like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't tell me how I should hold myself black brown white purple green Mm -hmm. yellow it doesn't matter I'm a unique human and should be able to address the world in that way yes given all the um I have to understand socialization. Mm-hmm. I have to understand historical context. I have to know the smog, as this woman yeah. 
Dr. Beverly Tatum, we can talk about her later. But I have to understand the smog that exists in this society. But I do that so that I'm able to actually present myself mm -hmm. as just a human. Yeah. Not a colorblind human, but a human. Like share that with your daughter. Exactly. And I think that good. that helps expand this idea of like inclusion and diversity yeah. and really yeah. like stepping towards a place where mm -hmm. we're all able to be informed because yeah. we don't feel like someone's going to, we understand that there's enough mm -hmm. yeah. to go around, That's why right? I'm really glad that someone like Beyonce and like Serena Williams right. that are so highly regarded and, and, and their celebrity is so hard and their influence is sharing these types of stories. Right. Because like you said earlier, like Serena's almost like the best athlete in the entire world. Yeah, and, male or female. And like her doctors it, did not take her pain seriously. Right, right. And, when, and she nearly died because of and that. And what's interesting about that is that I feel like with Serena and Beyonce being two perfect examples because they're so amazing at what they do they transcend human like humanity like yeah. they look they people look at them like superhumans yeah like they're like these you know goddess type of women that they're not even mortal like they're yeah. just different but it's like well, and I think, that experience and i think they, to the, that was as human as possible right and to the empowerment piece even like you know pushing past birth and just mm -hmm. looking in general right like how we can have all these things be applicable to all of us mm -hmm. right yeah. like there was one Instagram post that Serena put maybe a couple of weeks ago and it's of her of her daughter and it mm -hmm. said she took her first steps today I was practicing mm, I missed it that was I cried yeah was and for me it was you're right and it's such a normalizing thing to like yeah. understand all right I am this woman who literally like my fourth chakra Beyonce lives in my fourth chakra yeah. right we can talk about chakras later with our producer. <laughs> um, but you know like if I see this person or these people who are in the embodiment of the power I yeah. want to have you know in the skin that I am in in 2018 and this person is saying this was hard for me right like I'm humanizing this experience right it makes us feel more powerful to step into that life. It light. really does and it's so it's when I read the Vogue article like it kind of hit me hard mm -hmm. because I'm like I had a c-section and I was mm -hmm. still bad like you know, I'm still I'm my, my daughter's two months old, so the emotion it's still, is still you. yeah, Absolutely. and it's like reading yeah. that it's like oh shit, I felt <laughs> that same thing that you're talking about. I mean, granted, you had two kids and you had a, a different experience, like you know the details and everything, but the overall feels you're hopeless. You mm. cannot mm -hmm. once they give you the anesthesia, you cannot move. You can't do anything. And like for me, it was I wasn't comfortable talking about it because I I had mentioned like. I've heard on two different okay like you know like little jokes about like right, yeah. versus you know C-section versus natural birth jokes from men or women women really yeah that, it's, that, that, yeah like it was like, like a joke like you know like oh yeah. like you, you get regular you, you, birth, you get birth for you have something like oh C-section like oh like Oh, you're not like you didn't go through like the real experience. Can I I'm tell like, you how stupid that is? Because yeah. that is not your fucking choice. Yeah, yeah. like well, it's literally a matter of like life and death. <laughs> that is and so it's so silly. It was I'm crazy. Sorry. I was like, if that kind of validates the experience more because I had to. I was awake the entire time. Like I went through the actual labor, like pushing, really trying to get her out, and like. The, you know, she just it would it wasn't like the cooperative. It just wasn't meant yeah. to be that way. So and that really kind of opened up my eyes yeah. into like you know when you're laying there and it's your child is like taken out of your body and you hear them cry for the first time oh like you can't hold them can't right then you can't even hold the baby just yet yeah. you have to wait and I'm like oh mommy's here <laughs> I'm like mommy's here she stopped wow. like she because you know she's yeah. been living in me yeah. this whole time so yeah. that made me feel so good mm -hmm. 
on top of what I was like the little pain I yeah. felt. Cause I'm like, oh my god, I want to move forward. That's this what they moment. say: it's the worst pain, but with the greatest reward. Yeah, because I'm not even gonna lie to you. I would do it again. Mm. Like I mean, not I wouldn't want to do another C-section, mm. but I would go would through the birth. I would have another baby. Yeah. Not now. So I want to change the subject like just a little bit so that all women can kind of relate yeah. to the topic. I liked that she talked about how she has a fupa. Yeah. And she's gonna have it for life, and she doesn't care. Like yes. so. Um, Natalie Mine being too. the stan that she is of Beyonce, she wants to wait and read the article when it comes out in print. I do. And as a journalist and editor, I completely respect that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's, a, it's like a sacred thing. Yeah. I need to sit. And it's a September I need to have like you to a glass photo. of wine. Yeah. Quiet. You can like, turn the pages. I yeah. There's something so, special. Um, so a lot of what we're talking about, Natalie's hearing for the first time. So yeah. Beyonce talks about how her body changed mm-hmm. and she loves it. So now she's thicker she again. From the first time to the first time yeah she said how she basically like killed herself to start performing again and to go back to her old body when she had blue yeah. but after the twins she is in no rush to lose the body weight she says she has a food pop for life yes. and she's absolutely proud of that and I just felt so good that someone like Beyonce yes. talked about her food pop can I say <laughs> I had a conversation look at this pretty the, yeah. the videos yeah. are pretty yeah. so I that had was a, like really you know impactful yeah. It was. I had a conversation actually yesterday with someone about Mm -hmm. this and how, for me, you know, I grew up in a society where I was very othered. And Mm. so I grew up thinking that I was the ugly one, the fat one, not to love my body, Mm. etc. Right? Like, I'm a tall woman. I'm a curvy woman. Like, that is me. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And I think that, no, I don't think. Let me be clear. I know that it took me giving birth to my daughter Mm. to realize Mm. how fucking powerful my body is how beautiful my body is and like I absolutely love my fupa I love my whatever we want to call it I love my thighs (laughs) I love everything about me and I think this is the first and that's not to say that I don't continue to like improve and work upon it and be my best self but I'm not working out for 45 minutes and like in the bathroom making myself throw up or being really upset because I didn't meet one goal right I'm saying I'm doing this to be healthy and to live healthy and to feel good and to feel good and it's such a feel good to you know to force yourself to try to fit the right and I think that when you have children especially daughters you have a daughter too it's this like I don't want her to go through any of that Mm. shit because you are beautiful and you are amazing and you are divine and made uniquely you. And so having, I think it's just something about bringing life into the world. Mm. It makes you love it more. It makes you It it definitely does. And I I think especially with the the gender, it is a big deal. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a son yet. But the daughter thing, I wanted a son first. Mm. Like a first boy. You know, like the boy first and the girl. But I had a girl and I was like, okay, like I can, I can get with this. And I'm like, now that I see it, it's like, wow, amazing. And when Beyonce had touched on her daughter, like what she wants for her daughters, like the inclusion and the representation. And it's so powerful because today we have so much more. Like they have this robotics Barbie that comes with a free coding class. Mm, and they have four, they have deep. four, they have the, you know, like the white Barbie, the Hispanic looking Barbie. And then they have like, I guess, you know, black natural Barbie and then like, Mm. black barbie that's like a little bit like with a silk press or something you know what i'm saying like, mm-hmm. and they're very cute and it comes with like, and like you're giving these girls these opportunities because i think barbie has like um what is it the um the dream job like they have like this campaign oh yeah where they, yeah, they yeah, like you know women engineers yeah. women you know conductors all these different type of roles that are usually labeled for men 
that are for women and it's, it's really good like I, my niece is five years old I have a niece and she we were walking to the park and she sees a construction she's like oh I want to be I want to work construction I said you can do that mm. she's like oh but I'm not a construction man and I'm mm. like but they have construction women yeah. because you know when you see the construction worker symbol it looks like a man mm-hmm. or like you know it has yeah. that there's a lot of male directed mm-hmm. um, occupations and when Beyonce was talking about the inclusion of you know we have women directors women yeah. videographers women actor, you know actresses and writers and all these different fields that can show young girls what the options are. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, at the end of the day, as parents or even just as role models in general, because we don't have to be a parent to be a role model because I was mm-hmm. a role model way before I had a yeah. sister. It's like, give them the options. Yeah. Because we can't morph anybody yeah. into anything. We can't, mm-hmm. you know, we can give as much advice as we want or, like, things. But to show girls, like, look at this table of mm-hmm. options what calls you yeah but if and I, I would even say not just girls right? yeah great like point something too. i yeah, love so nurse. much about mm-hmm. um target is yeah. target now puts their toys as a toy yeah. there's not there's a no boy gender. section oh, or a girl yeah. section like of target too. anymore I, right I like and so i think too with like all this conversation all these things and the idea of being role models for the generation that's coming up, right? Yeah. Like, how are we continuing to put everything on the table for everyone? Yeah. yeah. And saying, like, what you can, so you know. She does. And so I want to talk about two things um, at, at, before we conclude everything. Um, so she talked about uh, her son. Um, and she said that how she wanted to make sure that she taught him how to be kind, how to be vulnerable, and emotional how to be emotional. High, emotional high IQ? Yeah, have a high emotional IQ. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like thousands, yeah. 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 Um, so, Natalie, just because of your background, what mm-hmm. can you say to that? Right. <laughs> okay. My people are like, who is this woman? Why are we giving? Okay. So I have a background in education. Um, I also have a background in diversity and inclusion and emotional intelligence work, um, community building. That's some of the stuff I do now as well in life. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so I think, you know, for me, when I, when we talk about that, when we talk about raising our kids up, one, it's like social emotional understanding of self, right? Mm. So how are we getting our kids to reflect? Yeah. How are we teaching That's them from important. the very beginning to understand, like, one, you don't have to be perfect, and it's okay. It's actually human to feel mess angry. up. It's human to feel angry. Mm-hmm. So I do this thing. I teach yoga at my daughter's daycare once a week, and I do this thing. Yeah, yeah. So That's the yeah. cutest thing I ever had. <laughs> one the, at one of the sites I was working at, yeah. they had yoga. They yeah, definitely so did. And fun. the kids, you know, they're, like, three years old, and yeah. they like, um, and yeah. they're so cute because they try. Yeah. And they, yeah, it's and very I, cute. Yeah, I ask the kids, I say, show me what patience looks like, and they... Yeah. So it's for me, I think it's, you know, as we're going and raising our kids, one understanding that they absorb more than you say. They're a monkey see, monkey do. So if you're like, go over here, honey, and be zen, and you're like, I told you to get you up, then what are they going to do? Yeah, and it's, it's funny because exactly. I always hated that yeah. saying, like, do as I say, not as I do, because right. I feel like I'm not listening all the time. Exactly. But I'm always watching, you're always watching. Feeling and the so, energy. Right. So I think it's a duel, right? I think it's we have to be mindful as role models of how are we representing ourselves for our, in front of our kids. When are we taking a breath? When are we even saying to our children, you know, even I said this to Olivia, she'll be two in September and people will be like, oh, that's too young. But there's times where I'm like, Olivia, mommy, sorry, she's upset right now. Mm. This is the emotion I have. Yeah. My daughter counts back from 10 because my she she actually gets very frustrated a lot. Yeah. She's her mother's and, daughter. And she's, and trying, and she's so, learning how to communicate. Right, you know, right. Like, it's a frustrating age for them. It is. And so my husband's like taught her to count 
back from Tim or count up, go jump in a corner. So, like, the things that we would just do for ourselves, yeah. we need to extend them to little yeah. people as yeah. well, you know? Because they're watching and, us. And, and, and right. you definitely said, like, the like even that's a perfect example of people saying she's too young, she's too young to right. understand what it is she feels. I remember being a child. Right. And I remember before I knew how to vocalize anything, I felt a lot of things. I couldn't word it. I couldn't express it, but I felt it, so I internalized it. Right. And there's, like, those things where you don't... Because adults are so self-absorbed in the sense of, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. You're not paying attention to the child. And what what are you... How are you feeling? Like, you know, like, that's something that you ask kids. And I think that that's missing more... Well, I I feel like there's two extremes. I feel Mm -hmm. like there are more mindful parents, like like the two of you. But then I also feel like because of social media, like, I am on the train and I see parents on their phones and their kids in there. And that breaks my heart because... When I commuted with my parents, that was actually a time where I yeah, had conversations. Like, my mom engaged yeah. On the way to school. Yeah. yeah, my mom and my dad would make up little games. Like, that yeah. was a time where, where me and my... We so, when I see, like, parents and, and they're, like, in their phones and their kid is just, like, sitting there, I'm just, like... There's a disconnect, you know? Too, and, and then like, you wonder why you don't understand your child. You wonder yeah. why you don't, you know, what's going and, on. And to that point, too, I'd say, like, I think a last thing that we can do is just be listening ears to them right yeah. so it is they like know. you know and i'm not gonna lie like i've been that social media mom mm. and i have been that person when we're at brunch to be like okay watch doc mcstuffins right now mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. like everyone in this restaurant wants to have a good meal you know yeah. but i think that it's really being intentional about yeah. when you do that yeah. and then always ensuring that your kid knows like i'm here just to listen yeah when they're upset yeah. just listen when but they're see, excited just even listen. even see doc mcstuffins that's a mm-hmm. positive it's like informative education Oh, show. Yeah. So yeah. in the sense, like, okay, yeah, you want to calm her down, but right. it's also benefiting She's her. Sorry. It's not like right. you're just letting her roam free through yeah. YouTube and she ends up like watching these oh, people God. play video games or anything like yeah. Yeah. things. You know, yeah. kids like to do yeah. when they go. Oh, yeah, when they, they do. I don't even know how they do this. I don't know reading. Why. It's like, how you don't know how to read or write, but you're finding all these videos on YouTube. It's the weirdest thing. But it is. It, even with that, it's just like working with like kids and, you know, at three, like their personality is like set in stone. Yeah. And yeah. everything else is like just development yeah. from that. Yeah. So it was like as parents and just even society, because I feel like we, the same attention, it should be the, the same level of attention just tailored to adults and children. Yeah. Because we still need attention. We still, as adults, we need attention. We mm-hmm. need someone to listen to us. We need that. So I feel like a lot of times if more adults gave that attempt like that um attitude towards each other yeah it's easier to stick that with kids because yeah. you know it's like oh you know everything that's true we're not like, doing that amongst ourselves it, it kind of it makes it harder yeah. because it's like there's a big gap between you and a child and it's yeah. like okay you could go reminisce but the times are different so it's like how are we actively engaging them because a lot of behavioral problems mm-hmm. that are in when these youth it's because they lack attention yeah. mm-hmm. and they lack or the nerve someone to yeah. listen to them yeah someone list, just listening yeah when, so um, I'm sorry to okay. put you off Chrissy um, so we're running out of time but okay, you yeah. had talked about um, something um, Natalie that I wanted to touch on really quickly and that mm-hmm. was letting your daughter know that mommy's not going to be happy all the time mommy you know um so we're currently actually in the middle of a campaign on social media um the you are not alone campaign and the whole kind of idea of that is to show people that like there's no such thing as good vibes only yeah like people experience like all vibes and i think that it's important that you are teaching that to your kids and that you're making sure they have a high emotional iq i'm totally taking Mm -hmm. that um and so i'm glad that you brought that up because that's very wellville and Mm -hmm. that's very um death absence movies um and 
so I want to thank the two of you ladies for joining us. Um, they're you. definitely going to be back on for a number of different things. Yeah, you'll see us more. Yes. Yeah. So just like always, um, follow Wellville on all social media platforms. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get in on our Where Your Feelings Challenge on social media. And if you want to guest on our podcast or you want to see us talk about something, DM us and um, get in touch with us and let us know. Yeah. And I'll see some of you at the Say Hello Party tonight. Say hi. Yeah. I'll say hello. Goodbye. Goodbye. And we're clear. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Very nice.